This is Katie. And this is Derek. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the break, break room. room. Welcome back to the break room, everyone. It's Katie Kinder. I have got some rock star educator sitting at this table with me. I want you to go around and tell me your name and what you teach and something about teaching that makes it special for you. Go ahead, Mr. Factory. All right. My name is Jermaine Factory. Teaching Moon Middle School, teach sixth grade math. Um... The thing that makes well, first of all, I need to say this. Let's hear it. Um, I'm a third generation educator. Nice. Uh, my grandparents, they all were in education. Both of my parents were in education. And now, <laughs> I guess I'm in education now, but for three years, you know, it was just something in the beginning I did not want to do because I just saw the climate in, in education and how it was going. And I just didn't like the appearance of it. But when given the opportunity, I went ahead and did it. And I could see why my parents and my grandparents stayed in it so long. Who's following that? Go ahead, Queen Bell. Yes, I will. Um, (laughs) My name is Miss Bell. And right now I'm an instructional coach in the community. People call me Queen Bell. Queen Bell. Ooh, Queen! So... I entered ed- education because one of my own children was having problems. So I went to see, you know, what is the problem of education? How come this teacher can't teach my son? So when I went, I started playing with the children and, you know, it was just magic from there. I started playing. I did organized play in college on the playground because I had children in college. Actually, I had a child in high school. I took them to college. So when I found out how barbaric children can be when they're not watched, I started setting up play dates with the whole apartment complex, and we did some organized play. So people kept saying, oh, my God, you'd be a good teacher. You need to go into education. So I was taking zoology, and yes, Lord, I was flunking. Was, was that Dr. Drain at Langston? No, I was at NSU. Oh, okay, my fault. But listen, so she said, thank you, Lord, I was flunking. So I went to the little education department and enrolled in one of the classes. Y'all, it was so easy. I said, dang, I don't even have to study. <laughs> and look at you. How many years ago was that? Dude, over 30. <laughs> nice. And here you are. That's I know. awesome. But children are easy. So once I learned that they just need redirection, it was it. It was it for me. I liked it. I started off in pre-K. And, you know, they're easy to convince to do whatever you need them to do. What's different about middle school? (laughs) (laughs) We're sitting here with middle school teachers, my friends. Well, middle school, just in my little bitty opinion, needs a redo. Because I feel like we allow them to be as crazy as they want to be or need to be. I don't know if they really need to be that crazy, but yeah, that's just a crazy time. It's hard for them. They're more difficult than pre-Kers. They are. I think they need to be like, we need to have a house. But think about this, though. Think about, you know, uh, just one, hormonal changes. You know, two. Yeah, take away. Uh, oh, I'm not trying to take away from you. I'm serious because you, you need no, your, your spoiler. Yeah, but, but see, the thing is, you know, we've gone through this thing uh, with the virus and all that to where we were doing 
virtual teaching and all of that. So they were at home for a long time with their parents. And so they, I mean, of course, being home at, with your parents, you're supposed to be able to get that direction and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But sometimes you're not, you know, sometimes things are hard at home or harder at home than it even is at school. Mm-hmm. So if, when you get back to the school construct of things to where things are supposed to be in order, in place. Uh, it hadn't been like that for a long time. Mm-hmm. So now that they're having to deal with a whole lot different than what they're used to, and that, and then when their friends are around, it's, it's the same thing that comes with what they've been given at home. So it becomes more difficult to follow those rules and those instructions and all those things that we've been doing things, you know, that we've been doing in education for so long. So I just think that that's been a big part of it just as well. Yeah, you and many other people. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> I don't know how to tell, take that, tell us, tell us your name and what you teach. I'm Masha James. I teach fifth grade science this year. Um, <laughs> it's hard for me to follow them, too. Um, I got into education because I suffered with, well, I was a kid that was on IV, and I pushed myself to get two bachelor's degrees, two minors, all of that, because that's what I wanted. So my goal was to just go back and give the kids, hopefully help the kids gain the life skills that they need mm-hmm. so that they can push through. Like you did. Keep going. Yeah. So that's why I became a teacher. That's my why. Okay. I love it. Well, I want to go back to Mr. Factory because we're not done here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you said these our kids, they were in the pandemic and they are having issues with, you know, being basically normal people, right? Because they were at yeah. the house and maybe they were feeding younger siblings and maybe their parents were there. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they're, they're sometimes trying to, they had to be in control of the house. Right. So what is our solution? What do you think the oh solution is? Oh my God, is? now you're going to ask me for a solution. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I can really give you a solution. What do you, what does Mr. Factory think the solution is? Well, Mr. Factory thinks that, you know, first of all, as a school, as a district, as a board, you, you know, we need to get along and understand, you know, what the issues of the children are today. And we also not just understand what their issues are, but be able to combat some of the issues that they have, because that's the only way that you can make kids feel better is when they get up and come to school, you know, they're there throughout the day. And if there's some kind of issues that they are protected, you know, because they are confounded with problems just like adults these days, Mm -hmm. you know, and unless we can start to help with some of those things and the mental health issues that goes along Mm -hmm. with what's going on in school, it's going to be difficult to be able to handle a child and their issues, just like it's difficult to deal with an adult with their issues, you know, and it's even more difficult with kids because they have a range of emotions that are, that they can't deal with. They haven't learned to, to, they haven't learned to deal with them. Well, that prefrontal cortex is not fully developed. So they don't know. Sometimes I feel like mine's not, you know, (laughs) yours might not be. Let's say hey, that. James. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Queen Bell. Queen Bell. Yes, Tell ma'am. us the instructional coach view. What what is different as an instructional coach, as a teacher? Like what what view do you have that you can tell the world? Well, this is my first year being an instructional coach. And it is an eye opener because I am the eyes of the building. I'm walking into classrooms, you know, walking down the hallway. And I can clearly see all of the gaps 
I think that this new movement after COVID is getting too much. I don't know what good word I can use. It, it's being weaponized. Do you feel like it's yes. an excuse? It's, been, it's an excuse. It definitely is an excuse. Because children stay home in the summer. So they just had to stay home for a few summers back to back to back to back. So I don't think that they got too far away from learning because they are learning things. They're just not learning what we yeah, want Yeah, no, no. Learn. They're learning adult things. Yes. At a lot yes. earlier age than we were. So from my eyes, what I see is us saying, you know, the COVID happened and as a result, all of these problems came. But as a community of educators, we're trying to do the same thing that we did. Before COVID, you can't, you absolutely can't have the same tactics and expect something better to happen. And and the way that um, <clears throat> the problems are solved, like now they're hiring in counselors and grief counselors, crisis counselors. They have all of these people set up for this one-on-one situation when those tactics need to be abroad. They need to be spread abroad. We don't need to say, oh, this baby is having mental problems. No, this whole building is having mental problems. So we need a mental problems program that's for everybody, the children and grownups alike. Because I see the COVID grownups too. Do you think that the, the teachers and the adults in the building are lacking training on that specific topic like mental health oh, yes, yes. I was a, okay I was a mental health case manager before I even became a teacher so that's why when because when you're doing mental health you're teaching life skills so me going into homes teaching kids how to handle their emotions how to say this is what made me angry and how can I do this in life to help me make better decisions so that's why ultimately that carried over into me in the classroom so I say my goal is to teach you life skills. So sometimes you may not even, we may not even get to the science. And maybe and that's okay. Talking about what can I do to help you become a better person? Because after school is over, you still have to go out in the world. Sure. And this world is not nice. Right. So and that's my goal is to help you with life skills, no matter what. Because, hey, you may not even want to do nothing in science. You may not even care about this. But as long as I can get you the basics and you know how to handle yourself and advocate for yourself, that's, that's what's important. That's the that success. Is very right. Okay. I agree. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's do this. We'll end with this. Give me a success from this year. Give me a story, an anecdote, something that happened this year that you're like, okay, I'm, I'm in the right field. <laughs> well, I'm going to start off with the, the first time I felt like I had a success. Uh, I mean, <laughs> and Queen Bell was there when, you know, when this was occurring as a first year teacher. I remember that, you know, I was teaching, you know, like I said, I teach math and I just felt like that my kids could not get the concepts of it. And it was a, f- a few weeks into it. And then it was like an aha moment, aha, aha moment. <laughs> but uh, it was like one of those. And the kids started understanding. I mean, I probably felt more proud than the kids did. <laughs> Cause I I went I, I remember going to Queen Bell like hey Bell hey these kids got it now you know and I mean I just got just as excited as they did uh, because I, I felt like I was understanding the job just as much as they were understanding how much to learn this particular subject you, you know uh, that's special yeah it is 
And yeah, I, I mean, and, and I think that that's why most educators stay in, in the job that they do. But then things, you know, become more difficult as far as, you know, a, a way of living, you, you know, because you're not getting paid enough, you know, having to deal with the issues of kids at the school as well as your own problems and, and things like that, you you know, because it's like hard to live a life sometimes when it feels like your life is just there at the job, mm-hmm. you know, but it's rewarding and feeling the comfort from seeing a kid learn and have their own success. Love that. Yeah, that's true. Well, I've had many successes. Many, man. I'm trying many. to think of a good one. I've, I've always been successful mm-hmm. because I pushed myself outside of that box. So, but for today, I'm actually going to recognize other people's successes. Today was beautiful. Um, we had a eighth grade graduation and they gave them a dance. But... Um, during the graduation, I had to run and get my daughter. So on the way back, I'm coming up over our little hill, and I see this, like, sea of cars. They were all, you it couldn't ma- find All it. the parents couldn't find you a couldn't parking find spot. spot. It made me feel so good. And then when I go back in the building, I you know, I just see all these people. And I tend to look for people's potential so I can see your potential, even if you can't see it. That's a gift that I've been given. So I'm passing all these people, and I'm just thinking, man, this is where the magic starts. If we can just harness this energy right here and at least do that four times a year to start, just pack the house out and make the parents fr- proud was really and the cool. children, yeah. you know, because when, when you do that, when you do events like that, they will step up to the plate. We've done so many great things. We did a um, little mini expo of the Tulsa's Wall Street. And we just like recreated it within the school. We took a whole end of a hall, like several classrooms. We all of our children made businesses. Two of our children got on the news. Yes, we they did. A, did. Uh, Shark Tank at the end. So you know that's really cool. They have really pictures can. and videos of that. That's really cool. We yes. want to see them. The children can step up to the plate yeah. if you command it out of them. So when we talk about yeah, when we talk about COVID and stuff, sometimes I think it's just an excuse because if you make it child centered and they accept it, they accept the task, they're gonna do it. So I just think we need to do more of not feeling sorry for ourselves as a people and just like showcase those children. You have to showcase them to get that self esteem up. And once you get the self esteem up, they're pretty much going to start learning on their own. Well, and having high expectations for our kids, that is doing what's best for them. That is loving them. Uh, And I say that all the time. Okay, tell us your success. Oh, my success for this year. Um, I'm going to say the first year, because I taught eighth grade before. So I was still, I had to keep my kids, you know, kind of at a bay because, you know, boundaries. But this year, I will say I have definitely been like a counselor (laughs) in my class. All my kids have come to me like for anything. And I'm glad that I made and more open for my kids to feel comfortable to come to me and talk to me about any and everything. Because she's with them babies now. She got those fifth grade. Yes, I got my fifth grade babies. (laughs) Yes. Babies. So they're very needy, but I love it because I know that they can come to me with anything and I'm able to be there to help for them. So I think my success is having my kids coming to me and I can help them with whatever they need. My gosh, this was awesome. I loved having you guys here today in the break room. The break room is where you can come to get all the tea and it's where you can come to 
We have a cry couch in the break room um, if you need to cry. And uh, so we want you guys to come back to the break room. Hey, and I we love, love you back. guys. To speak and to cry. <laughs> Mr. Battery's been over here. Leave it up to Mr. Moon. Mr. Moon. Yes, I, I am Mr. Moon if y'all didn't know it. I would definitely love to come back. This yes. is cool. It's fun. It's fun. Thank you guys. Thank you. That was fun.